0: Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. We're
1: finally there. It's episode 76. Seven and six. Wow, that's a lot of episodes. Uh, this is FIA Ghost PC, and as always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, AKA Danny Hale. And uh, yeah, I woke up this morning, uh, had some uh, unusual activity, cause Wynne went out and bought herself a flare gun, and she's been shooting uh, flares at me all day. She finds it funny, uh, I don't. That's the difference when you live in division. I live in a pretty much shambles of a tent, and, and half eaten i might add and she's basically the lord of a bunker uh so that's the difference folks that's what's going on anyway if you can hear me win and you've given up on shooting flares at me all the time uh say hello
0: hello wow
1: you sound far away yeah. why, why why did you feel like it was essential to get a flare gun
0: uh i like Fireworks?
1: Yeah, but you got the actual stupid thing that you get at the rock concert when I shoot t-shirts at you. You were actually shooting flares at me. I've used half of them to re-canvas my tent.
0: Oh, like jeans?
1: That's what you got, yeah. You probably <laughs> didn't read gun. the small print. You probably didn't... See it. Yeah. Yeah. You got confused. It's easy to get confused. Did you buy it on com? No. You should have. a comparison website, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. Something like that. I
1: was very confused by it. I was confused. I I actually thought, like, if you're confused generally in life, you should go to confuse.com and it will sort your confusion out. Um, I also thought it was a guy that wrote in Fortune Cookies, but it turns out none of those Confucius.
0: things... Confucius. What did you say? He's Confucius, not Confusion.
1: What? <laughs> you're so far away. Did you say something confusing? No. Okay. Well, we'll move on. So, uh, yeah, Crazy Week. I was just noticing... Because I basically caught wind of it through the uh, the farmer's uh, news broadcast earlier. He, he, we call it the, the farmer's news broadcast. He just sits by me and, and in the morning smoking his pipe. He's given us a, a one-week notice, so I'll just tell you all listening right now. We won't be back next week. Uh, we're going to have a week off next week. We've got uh, to find a new field, basically. Uh, or, bef- cave. Or, or cave. Win's or cave. obsessed with caves. I
0: like caves. Nothing yeah. wrong with caves
1: lots of things are wrong with caves especially if there's a bear in it i don't fancy resting a bear i'll tell you that you can it's not my thing
0: but they're so fluffy
1: oh, oh really yeah they're also <laughs> grizzly in nature we have no bears in england we just have hairy men so it's okay um we used to have bears mm. maybe when I'm all old. the world was linked yep i don't know mm. it's hard to say I wasn't there um Can I, I would just something? I think they were just Scottish people, personally, yeah. the bears of England.
0: Talking about fluffy things, I wanted to clarify something, because last episode we were talking about my octopus, and we never actually said that it was a stuffed toy. I'm not actually holding a real octopus, guys. That would be weird.
1: I'm just going to point out that no one cares if it's real or if it isn't. <laughs> uh, it's still part of you. So I any sense octopus. of, it might be even weirder that you're friends with a stuffed octopus because I usually eat that. That's a meal. You know, like it's got peppers and rice in it. You know, if you've <laughs> ever been to Spain, it's a, it's a thing. Pulpo. Same to you. Uh, isn't he the uh, Secretary of State in America?
0: Oh, no, that's Pompeo. Oh, is it?
1: Pompeo. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That sounds like a Wild West program, doesn't it?
0: You Pompeo. know, like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like now on TV, black and white, Clint <laughs> yeah. Eastwood is Pompeo. And then you get the, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's a cowboy, <laughs> basically. Think of that what you will. Um, well, he's, he, you know, he is what he is. So, yeah, what I was going to say is, did you hear about the quad bike incident? Those three kids today. Well, this is our time recording. We've had a criminal case in England where there's been a tragedy. Some uh, kids went off in a quad bike, ended up killing a cop. Yeah, they
0: dragged him, I think.
1: Yeah, Yeah. a mile. See, this is a thing, man. Like, these all of the times right now are so divisive. Mm. I mean, we've never had so much coverage on negative stuff in the UK, like suicide, violence, murder, all of this stuff. This was an old case. It's just gone to trial now. Mm. It didn't happen last weekend or something. It's been happening, you know, it's just gone to trial. Right but yeah it's a very strange time and and you know it's like today in the uk this is funny because i was talking to my mates in los angeles brother from another mother solomon i'll give you a shout out so uh, we were talking ages ago about the kind of ludicrous uh, sort of we have to wear masks and uh, i think they were going to home depot i think it was Brittany, right and she was off to home depot or something with her mom they all had to wear masks. It was Costco. Costco. Mm. This was like at the beginning, the first week of the US lockdown. Yeah. They were all wearing masks. They yeah, had yeah. To, to go out. And uh, we weren't allowed out at this point so now we are going out two weeks into it the the two weeks that we didn't have to wear masks we now have to wear masks
0: yeah starting this week and
1: and the interesting thing folks if you're around europe and stuff like you still wear masks you're still on that bit because people in spain (laughs) are just like normal now like Mm -hmm. i am just go to have coffee and whatever i don't care uh unless catalonia i think had issues again recently but south spain fine you know everything's normal Most of Europe is Mm. normal-ish. Well, is it ever normal? Who Mm. knows? Are we ever normal? Eh, Normal is a thing. Normal Normal is a thing that we try and aspire to be, but never quite get there. You know, like democracy. (laughs) Like we (laughs) kind of, we kind of like feel like we're being like, oh, well, we listen to you, but we totally don't agree. That's not democracy. Mm. You know, you're meant to have the old Socrates uh, discussion uh, where he absolutely infuriates everyone, no matter what (laughs) political agenda you are. And so you'll beat the hell out of him every day or get him drunk. I think they got him drunk. Didn't he get assassinated?
0: Um, I think he's the one guy in history no, he that should have got should've.
1: executed. He got executed.
0: Because yeah, he basically was charged with something and then in a the Socratic manner he basically made it worse. <laughs> insulted them in a roundabout I bet, way i and... <laughs> bet like
1: did they chop his head off because you um, know how our heads can still talk we oh,
0: I don't i'm know. gonna set
1: this up if you're a medieval country there's a lot of people in america that are gonna throw up at that because you know beheading and stuff is it's dark and it's gruesome in europe it used to be an everyday it used to be our ufc
0: yeah
1: it wasn't like go to the cage right it was go and watch a guy get slaughtered in the street like hung or event. drawn or quartered or whatever we all had a gruesome one, mm. um, but basically, you know, in America, they not, they not—they didn't really have the men. They had witch hunts mm. and they had a lot of trials and stuff mm. like that and tribulations, uh, which used to be the press, uh, it was the original name, the Washington Journal that was, trials and tribulations, because that's all it covered at one point, you know, she's on trial, she's a witch and well tribulations uh someone lost their dog this morning you know it's basically that was your newspaper once upon a time but they never had the medieval craziness isn't it becoming
0: we like that now too? it is yeah
1: yeah all pressure just end up being called trials and tribulations because yep. they just cover trials like these kids the yeah. quad bike and all mm-hmm. that uh or tribulations like Negative oh symptoms. you know the uh the cows have emigrated again What? yeah cows well we've had cranes emigrate. for the first time in england for, say, 600 years. Legitimate. Really? But we've always had them. They build our buildings. There's always a crane in London. You can see them from the skyline. It's massive Not one. What? And they pick up loads of steel and loads <sighs> of concrete and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Not the storks.
0: Yes, I thought you were talking about storks.
1: No, they're part of grass, aren't they? Or a flower. It's very confusing our names and stuff. They're also a margarine company from memory. Stork yeah butter uh, yeah. see see pondering uh trials and turbulations. <laughs>
0: tribulations
1: tribulations 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 so socrates basically democracy dem- Democrates. he was a guy he actually was a guy. Mm-hmm. uh democracy i've got my non-ancient greek teeth in now uh democracy is basically you know you have a big meet and have a debate two arguments, three arguments, four arguments, as many arguments as you want to have in this debate, it's more democratic. Mm. So the more voices speak at the same time. Basically, Parliament should run like a TED Talk and say, this guy comes in, he does his TED Talk, Mm -hmm. then this guy comes in and he does his TED Talk, then another dude does a TED Talk, and then another dude does a TED Talk, and everyone votes the best TED Talk at the end. that would be democracy.
0: I just watched a, a really interesting TED talk. It's quite old, actually, called The Paradox of Choice. And it links to the idea of democracy because he's basically saying the more choices we have, the more unhappy we actually are. Well, of
1: course. But that's also called abundancy and you yeah. know, having too much of stuff.
0: Like He was talking about having, like I don't know, 178 varieties of... Salad dressing?
1: Well, it overwhelms you. Yeah. I think what people this is typically America, actually. (laughs) Just a nod back to America. Like you go if you go to eat in England uh, or Europe. Mm -hmm. Well, if you go to Europe, it's actually interesting because Spain and France and Holland and all of these places, Italy, or not everywhere in europe has really evolved past 20 30 years ago Mm -hmm. where you used to go and no one would speak the language and you'd be pointing at stuff it'd be kind of like going out if you're in hong kong for most of us now that don't speak cantonese or or japan where you just point at stuff Mm. and the japanese have been clever because they basically have created a system through technology where they never have to talk (laughs) to you you just press buttons and it orders and you get a ticket and if you're too stupid to take a ticket they come out laugh at you and plonk the ticket in front of your face and they've got robots and they they got robots Mm -hmm. so they've done it really cleverly in fact japan should be able to operate full function through a lockdown
0: Mm.
1: within 10 years time it'll all be robots pretty much interestingly Mm. but um china or hong kong or, or taiwan You know, there's still these cafes that you go to and no one knows what to do with you because you're white or whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) foreign, I should say. And then you sat there and they basically don't want to deal with you because they're too scared, probably, too intimidated. In Europe, it's like whatever you order is what you get. There's a whole (laughs) description on the menu. This is your breakfast. This is what you have with it. You can have some options like an extra sausage or some bolt on stuff like uh, another hash brown or whatever. And you can ask for that whilst you're, you know, ordering. But it's literally a dude by a till going, what do you want then? I'll have that and I'll have an extra hash brown. All right. Button press, button press. There you go. Done. Sit down. No one brings it to you, by the way. Um, you Usually it's like a half canteen where you get it all yourself. Right. Or someone does literally just plonk it down with very little interaction what I'm saying is if you're an IHOP in the USA mm. and I do not know why I went to IHOP first <laughs> uh Jerry's Deli uh, Denny's anything Denny's no Denny's is pretty much as bad as IHOP uh let's think uh Mal's. okay so if you're in some kind of breakfast place mm. the difference is great you sit down in your booth you do get service it feels like you're on the set of Pulp Fiction pretty much <laughs> Uh, They'll ask you if you want coffee or whatever, they'll ask your order. And then it's a questionnaire. Do you want spinach? Do you want this? How do you like your eggs done, Mm -hmm. cooked? Usually I like them done, cooked. I don't like them raw, that's weird. Um, But you have all these options.
0: For every item, yeah.
1: Now, in a way, if you've adjusted to the American way of life, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. It's an amazing thing, like rye bread, sourdough, whatever. You got like 27... You got more than one bread, what? Mm -hmm. You know, that's crazy. The options are quite amazing when you've been there for a while. Yeah. You can literally custom build everything. It's like being in a garage. So I had a car at the start. Now I've got a supercar, right? I had an omelette. Now it's a super omelette. It's got two two 215 ingredients in this omelette. I feel like I've just made a Domino's pizza. You know, it's
0: mm.
1: it's kind of fun. But when you're first there, it gets really great and really quickly if you're British, because you just you kind of just want toast and a bit of bacon.
0: It's like when someone goes into Starbucks for the first time and goes, "Can I get coffee?"
1: (laughs) And absolutely no one gets what that is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what coffee? Kind. What's that?
1: we can't just do coffee they actually have started to get because the kids are now running starbucks mm. so they're smart savvy students who should be our lawyers and our politicians but they've been capped out of working yeah. in starbucks or 7-eleven or whatever it is um but these guys actually when you say hey can i just get a coffee they instantly understand that you are pat you are from the old times you are b- basically <laughs> an ancient being and they're like oh oh you mean like you want a uh, a blonde roast yeah what you just want a americano what yeah you just want a coffee right yeah yeah it's americano do you want it blonde roast and then there's the options so they explain they're sort of educating you into a phd of how to order coffee now but it used to just be a coffee mate I love mm, that yeah and it's interesting, in Spain, when we were last there, in, in Frangarola, you saw that, you know, what was uh, coffee with milk
0: mm.
1: is now a latte. Yeah. But it's the same thing. Yeah. It hasn't changed. It's not at all a glass. It's not watered down. It's just the, the same thing it always has was. has been adapted. But they've adapted to measure it, and I think that's quite clever. Mm. But it's so sad. It's so sad. It's sad. Well,
0: the whole point with the choice thing is, some choice is better than no choice. But then it gets to a point where it's like when you have too much, then it's just well, it's that's a negative that's the effect. point.
1: Like the, the, the construct of choice mm. is intimidating. If mm. I walk into an ice cream parlour, it's got twelve thousand ice creams. It's a day trip, you know. You need a segue, little one of those stupid Doctor Evil Segways, to actually get around to scout out. Like how many? Freaking ice cream flavors, does one need mm-hmm. you realize really quickly as well? Baskin Robbins and things that are celebrating a variety of yeah, choice, yeah. they only have like several choices and then variants of it. Yeah, you have like 200 cookies and cream variants. Yeah, you know, um, it's not that creative. Mm. You know, we always thought Ben and Jerry is super creative, but there's only really three or four base flavors, and then everything thrown into yeah. it is different. A bunch of sort of, yeah, so that's where it gets that's where whatever. it gets a con, yeah. Okay. But presenting that in politics, yes, choices about uh, indulgence is crazy. Mm. I think the choices in Asia is always really kind to you. You can have an extra this and an extra that, and you can probably have an extra that, but it's sensible. Like Europe, Europe's the same. Yeah. You know, Uh, there's also suggestions in Europe that's now Japanese, very Japanese, and becoming Hong Kong. Because European chefs and the culture of food in Europe is really the world standard. I feel everyone looks at the French, or they look at the Germans, or they look at this, or they look at that. Southern British, unless it's Gordon Ramsay, but he was trained mm. by a half Italian yeah. in French cuisine. Right, <laughs> that's a mouthful, isn't it? Mm. But that's what Europe is—a melting pot. Yeah. So of course. The London scene, it's like the fashion scene, the London scene is more vibrant, the Paris scene is more vibrant, mm -hmm. this scene is more like uh, Marbella or Madrid or Barcelona or, you know, uh, Hamburg, Frankfurt, Berlin, Munich, they're all better scenes and then you got America, like still basically, you know, we still do hamburgers and pizza and stuff like that badly, I might add, Uh, we do it with a lot more fat thrown at it. But they're getting it now. America's starting to have this amazing food culture of organic movement, local farming stuff we've been doing in Europe since <clears throat> forever. Um, Farmers' markets. Yeah, but you know. we're we're starting to grow up. We're starting to equalise. In Asia, though, in Japan, they've still got like ancient, you know, like the the food hasn't needed. They've got all of the current modern day alternative stuff and yep. the fast foods and stuff. Fast food in Asia, by the way, folks, is something different. It's not always KFC. Sometimes it's really healthy stuff, noodles and things. Fast
0: food is just healthy. F- well, but, it can be healthy food that you get quickly. Yeah, but it's
1: a it's an important thing to to point out because yeah. if you're Asian in this country, and you've grown up on fast food, mm-hmm. fast food in Hong Kong is fast turnaround. Yeah. Basically, you have a bowl of noodles, totally healthy mm-hmm. soup that's been made for hours, amazing toppings in that soup, like ramen, but mm-hmm. make your own. Yep. And then you've got 20 seconds to eat it before you are thrown out the restaurant and someone else sits there and has the same treatment because of the volume of people the
0: turnover yeah Yeah.
1: so fast food has to be fast like if you're in thailand and you're having pad thai and it's really quickly done and then there you go Mm -hmm. get away see you later (laughs) run away Uh, because the rush comes you know yeah japan's similar with the standing ramen Bars.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh you don't have time to sit down and order. You just gotta stand, have it and go. Mm-hmm. These cultures in Asia is because of the rush, the volume, and the fact that everyone's time is really minimal. For example, in the UK we enjoy saying hours lunch. In Hong Kong, you're lucky you have fifteen minutes, you know, go, you're on stop, you know. Well,
0: even if you have an hour, I mean if you consider the queues you have to yeah, get exactly. out early off. Well that's what I'm and, saying. Um, you you're really stuck yeah, with fifteen minutes uh, at the end tight. of
1: it, you know. Um, so people don't understand the cultural difference of that when you're talking choice it would make that system more complicated there is always choices Hong Kong has got an amazing idea of sets so they kind of do all of these choices but it's manageable to Mm -hmm. do in a canteen type environment Uh, Japan probably initiated a few of those thoughts but it's just an interesting thing when we say fast food in Asia it does not mean McDonald's That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So, street food here, these taco trucks and ramen bars that are popping up all over the USA and some in London and all this stuff, the culture Indian street food, which is hilarious, has become restaurant names here Mm -hmm. in England. Mm -hmm. We don't really get it. Street food, right? So, why is it a bloody restaurant? You know, (laughs) hello. Street food. So, what they do in these restaurants, folks, if you're living from the USA right now, is you go into them and you order your food and they throw you out <laughs> no. on the street. And they only reserve the space for people they like. Yeah, no. it's judgment, man. But anyway, street food style or whatever. I mean, it's, just a, it's almost a hip word.
0: Mm.
1: It would have been better if we'd have gone the kind of uh, food truck route that America did because that seems incredible, actually, mm-hmm. in LA especially. Yeah. They actually had that food truck race you yeah, know yeah. Uh, in, 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 <laughs> in a food network and not back to them but what i'm trying to say is i'm using food here to explain the differences you've got fast food differences so a lot of asian kids that might end up in the usa australia uk whatever or europe fast food is a whole different culture mm-hmm. and you could argue that's why obesity has found its way into asia mm. More prominently, it was always there in spicks and spats. I mean, you had sumo wrestlers for a long time, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like the current issue of obesity is a global phenomenon, probably because of these unintellectual ways of explaining stuff. You know, like it's it's very weird. So that's all. Food and choices can be intimidating, and I feel like certain environments of choice can be not very proper. For example, if your timing is you want to get in and out of something, too much choice is stressful mm-hmm. because you've got to go through hordes of things to mm-hmm. get to the thing you want. Customization is always a good thing, I think, as options. But in politics, having lots of choice is more democratic than having fewer choices. So yeah. more choices and opinions and agendas and policies and stuff like this you might get to choose from as mm-hmm. a voter It's actually better. Mm. So it's... it's, As opposed to two parties. As to two party systems and a a split down the middle. And one stands for this perpetually and the other stands for this perpetually. Mm. You know, I think I came up with a quote. It might have been profoundly spoken to me by Socrates in the dream because he does talk to me quite a lot. (laughs) Um, And for hours, I might add, (laughs) days, weeks, months. But our current democratic systems in the UK, the USA... Uh, around the world mostly are a two-party system the UK has become a little bit better we've got the s p we've got you know liberals somewhere mm. probably in the cupboard now I'm not sure if they. <laughs> uh, we had the uh, uh, Nigel Farage uh, donut patrol I don't even know what they call you Yeah. yeah <sighs> uh, the uh, United Kingdom idiot party those guys <laughs> uh, and they were plonkers oh, yeah mm. I mean, you know, whatever. If you think Nigel Farage is amazing, that's up to you. But to me, is a human Pez dispenser, (laughs) all I'm going to say is we have this circus and our democracy, especially USA right now and Canada and Australia, you're one party away from the same situation as China. You're one party away. Mm. And I think a lot of the rhetoric now, if we were to believe the liberal movement in the world, they want that. They want to be right. It's Mm. like vegan mentality, you know, Mm. the super hardcore fundamentalists of our world who are really passionate. The world would benefit if we all stopped eating meat. They could have a point. But to, to rid us of our options is to rid us of our liberty. And our liberty is to choose just like they can choose. It should never be enforced. So some people are driving their madness like I'm super liberal, dude. Well, that's good for you. That's great that you're super liberal. I'm not. What are you going to do about it? Not talk to me. Yeah. It becomes hatred. And we have that flick of hatred. You know, it's, it's so weird. We're trying to preach a world of democracy without having it. Mm. And uh, I feel like the USA especially, and forgive me Americans for saying this, or we'll celebrate this, because there is some seriously crazy stuff happening in America right now that no one's reporting outside of America. It's almost been capped off. The BBC isn't allowed to acknowledge it on prime time news. And this whole stuff in Seattle um, and, the, and Oregon now, the protests are actually becoming a little bit more organized and they're taking over city blocks. Right. And the federal law enforcement agencies are going to have to come in. And um, the army has been used quite a lot since COVID-19 broke mm-hmm. out. It's sort of an argument where you can say, look, man, Tell me one democratic society in the existence of democracy that's worked, and also tell me one that doesn't contradict its human rights or whatever. Like for example, America loves to uh, talk about human rights, but now it's banished itself from the the
0: human rights Commission. the world view of what yeah. human rights should be. Yeah, they uh, exited. Yeah,
1: and it's. I mean, to me, I mm. I kind of I understand that. It's a lot of waffle and red tape, Mm -hmm. United Nations, Mm. and um, to be fair to Donald Trump, you know, essentially maybe he is, this is what he said about draining the swamp, is that, you know, we don't need all of these affiliate groups and all of this stuff, but there's a difference. When JFK was trying to ban the USA from the CIA and covert operations and secret stuff. He was doing that for the benefit of people because he wanted full transparency and he thought these intelligence agencies were causing nothing but mayhem. Mm. You know, that's an argument, but it got him shot. Whereas Trump seems to be doing the same energy with stuff we need, Mm. you know, like, oh, the Oxygen Commission, we don't need that. Let's kill them. <laughs> Let's vacuum all of our oxygen. We don't need oxygen. That's a conspiracy that China's made up. Everything's all loopy with him. <laughs> you know, like, oh, global warming. Yeah. Oh, that's only because we, we got more lights than we used to have. Uh, so that's a China thing. Let's blow them up. You know, like, it's, it's loopy. And so I think, you know, anyone who's super ultra liberal, I agree with your plight because you're ultra moralistic. And everything you're saying at the heart and the core, including the idea of democracy in Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. the heart is really pure with it. It's idealistic. I think they've got a point. If Hong Kong intelligent people of Hong Kong, the people of the streets of Hong Kong, came up with their idea of democracy, Mm -hmm. the efficiency of the Hong Kong people, the uh, work ethic of the Hong Kong people and the love, the love that they have for each other. You know, for the city could be the world leading democracy. It could be the absolute template the whole world needs for democracy. They could be completely capable of that. And they're not given a chance. Sadly, it's almost like, hey, man, I've aced my basketball camps for 70 years, man. I'm like the best basketball player ever. 70 is a bit of a stretch. Seven, seven years. I've been acing all of this. Why am I not in the NBA? Mm. Oh, you're Chinese, mate. We don't trust that you'll have the athletic prowess to go up against all of our uh, American guys, you know, who are way bigger and stronger than you. You know what I'm saying? It's It feels like that. It feels like they're being suppressed for the argument of trying to have a democracy when they should be given the opportunity to show. Almost like I feel even China would listen if people had... Created a portfolio, tested it in yeah. these local elections yeah, to see how trial efficient run it was. Of so, exactly. Of sorts. This is the thing: when you are politically trying to change a state, yeah, and let's say Hong Kong is going, you know, hopes to go the way Singapore went. You either have a, a tendency to be able to overthrow the government mm-hmm. of the state you're in, the country you're in, your jurisdictional government, uh, which means war. Yeah. No two ways about it. Or you can present a package that benefits both parties. The problem with Hong Kong is that the British made the argument diluted because Mm. we were negotiating on behalf of Hong Kong with China, which is two ruling factions sitting in a room and go, so uh, what do you want? Uh, Oh, I like the cheese industry. All right, you can have that. What do you want? I like the current industry. You can have that. It's like divvying up. That handover agreement is not unlike how Stalin and the Allies Divided up europe after world war ii it's very similar because it's all political treaties but no one in their right mind should be sitting in the council telling you what poland's going to do or yeah. what ukraine's going to do right. and that's the point we did the same thing with china and hong kong and we kept it away from the people we kept it one of these meetings like you have the g8 summit which we've we discussed in the past say. no one has a say no. it's all decided we for democratic. you and <laughs> this is why i think you know people have got it wrong
0: yeah
1: uh, the anger is aimed at the wrong people for example china's been clueless of what's going on in hong kong for 100 years at this point
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh the british no. but we're a colonial force so of course we don't care what anyone thinks at that point as mm-hmm. long as we get our tea and uh, biscuits we're fine <laughs> so what people have to rationalize is There's this ultra-left voice in America, in the UK, around the world, really, around the world. And its incentive is to make us all peaceful, passive, ultra-moralistic, non-judgmental, like we're all considerate and compassionate. That's the aim, I feel. That's Mm. what the agenda is at the start of it. And then it goes ballistic. It goes ballistic because someone's attaching horror stories and fear-mongering and they're going to do this to us and they're going to do this to us and if uh, you disagree with us, we'll all turn up at your house with guns. And st- it's like the mafia almost. So I feel like where people have lost the plot in this argument is that if you're prepared to go to war with your state to have the independence that you want, that's one road. And that's the road that I feel Hong Kong is currently on. Mm. The other way is a passive road. If you set up, without reasonable doubt, almost a perfect schematic for a better way of order Mm -hmm. in your state, without violence, without protest, without any rebellion of any nature, just with intellectuals, just with education uh, and proposals, that made so much sense. And both parties win. The Hong Kong people could have taken a power back in Hong Kong and been an absolute ambassador to China yeah. saying we can make you more money this way. Mm. We'd be more of an efficient state if we had independence because we could do this for you. Mm-hmm. And we could literally own Asian Hub. And we've lived all of this for 100 years, generations of us. We can run this better than anyone else can, including you guys. We know our state. And that's the argument that should have been presented to China because if you'd have convinced the CCP then, essentially, they would have gone, yeah, all right." I honestly think that because mm-hmm. in a sense, that's kind of what Macau did with the casinos.
0: Mm.
1: But it didn't go that it route. It got
0: a bit too emotional, I think. Well, it
1: didn't go that route. Um, it crossed over the social lines. It crossed over, you know, the, it's very dark and bleak what it crossed over into. But yep. the end result, folks, is that there is now hatred and so this ultra pure people it's like saying to a pure kid like you know a kid who's asking all these questions and it's all you know like dad what does an umbrella do you know stuff like this that was the weakest question i could come up with
0: why is the sky blue why is the
1: sky blue that's I better know. what's an umbrella
0: <laughs> where did i go
1: what's grass day what's his purpose you know but the inquisitive child mm. I believe a lot of Asia is still the inquisitive child because it's been held back from cultural experiences for so long. Hong Kong is an exception to a degree, but I feel like Hong Kong's only been exposed to the worst of the worst. It's had post-colonial expats and loads of people coming here to take advantage of it, Mm. you know? However, we're now in a global time of the internet, a lot more intelligence in Hong Kong, a lot more world traveling going on in Hong Kong. Absolutely, and it's a beautiful place. I'm going to say this: the kindness there—it's just nuts—and it really hurts you to feel this whole thing is happening because it's basically the kids asking questions for the first time. They're asking about the sky and all this stuff, and they're asking, "Can we get our chance for independence? Can we get? Can we have a chance?" Yeah. But the protests happened, the and way then they went.
0: The well, way things happened.
1: I'm just going to say the protest didn't really help. No. When it's a mass protest and it's on government land and it's illegal.
0: Yeah.
1: um, It might feel like you're getting heard. It might feel like you're getting attention. What it's actually doing is saying there's a lot of us that don't agree with any of this, which could be an overthrow. Mm. You can look at this from the government going, Jesus, like we've lost them. And you just see what's happening in Seattle. Mm. You see the fact that uh, it starts off as a protest and it ends up with people literally taking control of a city. Right. Where the city has to say, all right, guys, we're out. And City Hall gets invaded. It was similar in Hong Kong. You had kids running into parliament, spraying everything, defacing everything. The message, unfortunately is an act of fundamentalism. This means that you aren't gonna sit down in a conversation, have a discussion. You are gonna make demands.
0: We're past the point of reason.
1: But the point is, democracy works by discussion mm. and debate, and there's gonna be things you hear that you don't like, but you have to come up armed with solution. If someone says, hey, just walk on the left side of the street, it's for your own safety, and in a democratic debate, the argument is, well, I don't want to walk on the left side of the street because I think the safest way to walk is a bridge overhead.
0: Mm.
1: A third party then says actually the safest way by all technology is is kind of right side of the street so that people who could be a threat to you, you can see them, they can see you. And this is a debate. And then at the end of the debate, you're meant to have a solution. The solution mm-hmm. is basically like, let's do all of it. Let's build a bridge on the right-hand side and the left-hand side. So you've got to, you know... And you create a solution. That's what democracy is meant to look like. Mm -hmm. It's not meant to be a back and forth between the biggest parties. I agree with rich and I agree with poor. It's not meant to be that discussion. In Hong Kong, however, when people... And this is the problem. So a lot of these kids are so innocent. Like, why is the sky blue? Why is this? Why is that? And when suddenly people are telling those kids, well, the sky is blue because all of your um, family was shot in the head and sent up there to die and people go blue when they die and that's why the sky is blue and the people who did that by the way were those guys mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happening this pollution
0: why can't we have democracy because well it's big bad almost china like so. <laughs>
1: well i think it's almost like you know someone's saying in the argument like we can't have democracy because china will never let us Or whatever it is. Look, I'm not a kid in Hong Kong that's been turned into a fundamentalist. But there are kids in Hong Kong that have been turned into fundamentalists. In fact, friends of ours are turned into fundamentalists. And that's why we've been cagey with this. But I'm going to say here with just... Okay, I'm I'm dealing with intelligent people. um, Bilaterally. Your argument is we need a democratic. We need our own autonomy. We need all of this. But your way of coordinating that is terrorism. You're making demands. You're forcing people to shut down their lives who don't support what you're doing. You're forcing them to. You're forcing them to close businesses. You're defacing property. You're blowing up streets. You're doing all this stuff. It's acts of fundamentalist terrorism. That is not giving you an argument democracy. That's telling people if these guys are rallying for that and they're calling it democracy, what they're really asking for is a regime. Mm. They're asking for a state takeover. Now, I don't think any of the kids like Joshua Wong and all of these associates have ever stopped to think of solution. They only tell you what the problems are. Yeah. They only tell you what needs changing.
0: This is what we don't want. Exactly.
1: And, and how can we change But that's it? what, and I'm going to say this is going to be a stretch and it could be really insulting to a lot of people. This isn't what I think, but this is how it's appearing to be when you've lived in it for months, which we did. This is like Islamic State stuff. For example, they're promising a democracy, but they're not telling you what that democracy is. They don't even know what it is themselves. They just want control. Now, if someone wants control of a state and they're giving you an enemy and they're making you violent to that enemy or even hate that enemy, you've got to take an inward reflection on your own self. You've got to look at yourself and go, "Wow, I didn't realize I had so much hate in myself because there are people that we know, and I'm going to mention no names that can justify the violent acts because they think it's a patriot trying to free the state from a pressure, but they're not fighting your enemy directly. You are fighting the people of Hong Kong. Yeah. you are fighting the infrastructure, you're fighting law and order. You're fighting people's peace. You're fighting people's businesses. You're not fighting China. No. In fact, if China are the evil that you claim them to be, they're laughing at you. Because what you are doing is destabilizing yourself, which is going to mean that they have to come in and take the power back from you. All of that argument, democracy, all of that chance, that kid looking up at the sky and it's being blue or the umbrella, if you're me. um that's gone that conversation is gone and that's the thing that people have got to understand like we are living in a very strange political climate i'll say this kids all right around the world folks i believe that the everyday man and woman on this planet and kid and everything in between because there's loads of uh changes going on we have to accept everyone every human being every citizen on this planet right now is more capable of running things than our governments are i believe that i think that we all have more compassion than our journalists have Mm. we'll have more compassion and and, uh, drive than our politicians have i feel like we could all benefit by taking 10 steps away from all of this stuff and just getting on with it because i've always said this no government can really subscribe to its own agenda if you're not paying it to like you basically have to look at the citizens have the power the government's got no power unless we vote them in Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it's sad because it feels like even that's been corrupted like even a vote has been corrupted yeah you know i don't like the trend of that russia is interfering with everything i feel like that's ludicrous to me that's kind of like the same fear you know the cia has listened to all our phone calls i don't think they could I think, how much manpower and hours would you need to sift through that? You can hear certain flags, I think.
0: Honestly, within the world of politics, someone is always manipulating something. There, to, to an extent. But it
1: shouldn't be like that. No, is my point. Like, we, we call pride on freedom of speech, mm-hmm. and we call pride on democracy. Well, I can tell everyone listening right now that censorship in the West is at an all-time high.
0: Mm. Because
1: if you disagree with the loudest voice... Oh, yeah. You're shut down.
0: Yeah. You're shut down. Twitter accounts are shut down. But this is the
1: point. All of these nutters, and and I'm going to say this, all of our friends who are pro-protesters, violence in Hong Kong, all Mm. of our friends who are pro-the elite extreme of the Black Lives Matter movement, which is like looting and smashing things to pieces, all of these ultra-liberals who are like super-feminist or super-this, and they have no tolerance or compassion whatsoever, you either agree with them,
0: or, or you're the, the enemy. enemy. Yeah. You're the oh, enemy. Oh, this is very George Bush.
1: Now, here's the deal.
0: You're yeah, it is. Exactly. He put it out there. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Right. So, George W. Bush. Yeah. W. Yep. Um, Good old I'm w. just going to say, well, it wasn't his words. That was like Dick Cheney said, hey, uh, hey, Georgie, I got this Christmas cracker. And he went, <laughs> I like Christmas crackers. <laughs> and then he had a look. <laughs> you have with us. You to die. Right. So, I mean, like. We've got, like, you know, this vibe in life where we've got these ultra vegans and these ultra uh, pro democracy people in Hong Kong. They're not stopping and addressing every part of their argument. You need to know what democracy is. Democracy is debate, it's opposition, it's confrontation. Mm -hmm. And often you need to come into those meetings with a solution so you can raise your problems. Mm But you need a better, for example, the only way you're going to sell, say, we need $10 billion to build this new hospital. The only way you're going to sell an argument in a a democratic government is if you tell them why. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got a hospital and it's made for 50 grand and there's nothing wrong with it. And it's been here for 800 years. Yeah, people are actually dying because of this. That's your solution. You have to tell people why you need a $10 billion hospital, Mm -hmm. you know? This is the thing about Hong Kong, right? Democracy is almost a word for freedom. And freedom is not democracy. Mm. Freedom is what you already are.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, you're already free enough to go around blowing up stuff and arguing your points. Yeah. The national security law of China, to me, is you failing your argument. You've done this the wrong way. I think China was hopeful that you could come up with something that you could sell for an estate because this is what no one in Hong Kong understands. People in China consider you Chinese Mm -hmm. and they consider that you are all one family against the world, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. So you're not foreign to them, but they are foreign to you. And you have to address this because at the end of the day, if China was hopeful that people in Hong Kong could maybe push the argument forward that they would get democracy right, maybe make the right parliament, maybe do it all passively and productively with tons of solutions. You know, if China says, well, how are you going to deal with the housing crisis? Oh, we got a wicked solution for that. We're going to actually, you know, deprivatize it, make it for the people, start bringing these costs down you know, accommodating people. How are you going to deal with the unemployment? Well, we're going to do that by offering more jobs that are our jobs. We're going to start our own corporations and start telling the US and the UK and everyone else to back off. Mm -hmm. We're going to start putting our own infrastructure. We've been to the business colleges. We know how to do that. We're going to set stuff up and people are going to have a very vibrant future in Hong Kong. China's like, right, we're interested. Because if we can do business with you, Hong Kong, We don't need to do it with London.
0: Essentially, China's like the investor character. Yeah, it is. You know, you got to convince them. It is. And and yet people
1: turn it into something it isn't. Mm. Tyrannical ownership. Mm. It's not. Here's what people don't understand. Tibet is a debate because Tibet is its own culture and nation. Fine. But Hong Kong isn't land divided. never has been a border separation to China. It's basically the foot. The foot. It is the foot Mm. or the toe. What well, a detached though, okay? <laughs> but it's like saying, we've never been you. That's totally not true. In fact, mm-hmm. everything in Hong Kong... Well,
0: the identity crisis comes from the colonial past.
1: But it comes from many factors. Yeah. It, it comes from people that have been born overseas coming back mm-hmm. and to try and set stuff up. It's the incentive of capitalism. Yep capitalism has created these nightmares in democracy mm. because everyone's in it for their own personal benefits so for example a lot of people hate china in hong kong today because china the same reason america hates china same reason the uk hates china you could argue that hate's a strong word folks right but you could argue it's because they are making more money than them <laughs> and so it's as simple as that mm. i have a shop uh china's set up an exact replica of my shop and it's taken all my business because they can do it for less than yeah, i can right. and i can't do it for less because if i do it for less i don't get the yacht
0: mm.
1: i don't get the house i don't pay my mortgage i mean that's the extension of it mm. it also from the short term can completely crush the independent because if china does the corporate structured version of say your uh fish shop where you're selling aquarium fish and it does Sea Life Center style, you know, like a massive aquarium mm-hmm. and sells tropical fish. It puts you out of business. No one wants to deal with you. Mm. You know, and so there is an argument where that suffocated well, depends restaurant... If they
0: sell uh, octopi. Because I might go there then.
1: Well, that's fine. All, all I'm saying is, <laughs> but people are so focused that that's what China's doing. They're missing that. That's what America's been doing for over 250 years. America has been doing that to the rest of the world for 250 years
0: pretty much uh
1: the uk did it before it the roman empire did it before it yep do you see what i'm saying so what people have to understand is we are living in a time and i'm just going to clarify it for you where america considers itself a superpower but it has bankruptcy and debt issues america right now is superpower only by the loaned money that it has and the corporate side of america which is the strongest Mm comparatively china is the richest country in the world by money it's making and the fact that it doesn't have to pay out to anyone because it's not part of international trading so it makes its own rules it's not part of our stock exchange
0: it has a different system it has
1: a different system and what people in hong kong just to the nucleus don't understand is destabilizing china can bankrupt china to pay all of the west out Because it's basically like you're a democratic government now. We need you to be part of the world economy scene. And all of those money and the black money and everything else that we hear about China stashing, that goes to everyone else. That just filters out. It'll probably mostly go to America. Mm. And it'll pay off American debt. And then America will be the tyrant leader of the world, arguably. I'm I'm being far-fetched here, folks. But I'm failing to understand our problem with China. Right now, I can understand our problem with China 60, 70 years ago, right? But right now, today, in the last decade, I can't understand it. And just to close out on the point I was making about Hong Kong before Wynne says something, because she keeps putting her hand up and I could see her through my, my telescope. You've lost your opportunity to actually have a passive democratic structure. Because from a British perspective, living in your city, and I know there's an argument with how things aren't one-sided the police were completely ludicrous probably overwhelmed hadn't got a clue what they're doing still i feel don't but they were being literally forced to be their government's bodyguards they weren't policing for the public of hong kong they were policing for the government in hong kong that you would have all lynched in the street and probably set fire to if you had your way they became the government's bodyguards it's our police state folks you could still walk around you could still do stuff it's just the fact that the police were protecting government interests. Not only that, they were protecting monuments, the streets. This is a waste of police power. And the kids, essentially, who were running these protests and riots were being glorified vandals. Mm. You were allowing criminal acts and just saying, oh, it's a patriot. They're just so fed up of being ruled. You haven't been ruled. I suggest that everyone in Hong Kong go somewhere like North Korea. And if you want to see what you're really afraid of, that's what it looks like. Then go to Beijing, then go to Shanghai, then go to Guangzhou because you ain't going to see North Korea there. You're going to see a very different place that's very reminiscent of Hong Kong. That's the reality check you need. And I feel like, yes, the police were completely crazy. But guess what, man? They were being trained by the USA, which is why if you look at the Seattle footage now, that's out there if you want to watch it, the police reaction, the batons, the pepper sprays, the the riot cannons, whatever it is, it's identical to Hong Kong. Yeah, it looks the same. It's exactly the same. And I just think that you need to hear that, people in Hong Kong, because you've been asking me as a British person, all my friends, to help you out and, and be sympathetic to your cause. I am. I deeply am. But I think you've all handled it And I'm just talking to protesters. You've all handled it against the will of your people. There are people not scared of China. They are actually okay with everything, probably because they know or they're more come to terms or more wiser than you are. They've lived longer in a lot of cases. But you're not even listening to them. At this point, your ideology is like anyone that doesn't agree with us should be shot. And isn't that exactly what you're trying to save yourselves from? Mm. You are literally the CCP that you fear. And I've got to say that to you because none of you are are reactive enough. And I think this is worldwide. The Black Lives Matter movement, same guilt. The uh, ultra-feminist, same guilt. The ultra-veganism, same guilt. We need to be part of democratic debate. We need to be transparent, passive, solution-making. Because I'm just going to put this all wrapped up in a nutshell. These things are so trivial in the big picture. Independence in Hong Kong, independence in Scotland, independence in the USA of all of us. Renationalization, superpowers, world economy, uh, global finance, supremacy, whatever it is, rich, wealth, success. It fails if we destroy our planet's environment and then none of us get to live. So, our focus and the turning point of everyone, if you are compassionate and you're moral, you need to listen to people on both sides who have really good points of view, who are both scientific and equally as intellectual as you, even if they're from Beijing, by the way. They've had similar educations to you guys now. They've been to Yale, they've mm. been to the Ivy Leagues, so they've been, you know,
0: yeah.
1: we've got to understand we are civilization. And it is us and our job, as far as I'm concerned, to end hatred. Now, there might be a Chinese person out there who doesn't have a clue what democracy is. In fact, there's uh, probably 2.8 billion of them. So you explain it. But you explain it by saying what I said. It's about options. It's about perspective. You can open your mind and you can talk to many different perspectives, learn more in 10 minutes than you will ever learn from your singular perspective in years. Simply a fact. And as far as we talk about humanity, loving each other and all this stuff, black lives matter, Chinese lives matter. Everyone's life matters. Okay, just because they're from mainland doesn't mean they're working for the government. The fact that Trump's putting a ban on these people is almost the bitter irony of a democratic state there's no way you can be democratic and start making you know are oh, you part of ccp are oh, you can't come in here how do you even prove that someone is or isn't it's ludicrous
0: mm, i think they have like cards and yeah but whatever.
1: this like i said this but kind of um, but it's the kind of scrutiny
0: yeah i just, mean we just because you're you have a card doesn't mean you're actually political well this is
1: what i'm saying we saw stuff in hong kong and i'm just going to wrap this up we saw people being stopped and bag checked going to macau mm. and they weren't allowed to go because they're radicalists mm we can't go to a place like China and say all of you should be democratic because we're empowering what we believe them to be in our brain. So we've got to learn to balance. If the communist party is open with us, which it was becoming, we've just shut the door on the argument. We've done exactly what China thought we would do, what they thought we would do for 70 years. We've basically made them the bad guy. Now, bear in mind, folks, the history we have with China is bad. It's bad. We've always ransacked. We've picked it apart. Opium wars turned its economy against itself, turned its people against itself, manipulated everything.
0: The unfair treaties. You had
1: the craziest, darkest story of World War II, one of them where the Japanese came in and took slaughtered people, left, right, and center, through Asia, of power trip. You also had the way America dealt with that. Mm -hmm. We aren't getting a message as human beings. We shouldn't be in a time where any of this matters. The only thing that matters to me is longevity of our kids and our grandkids and so on and healing the planet because none of this matters. Like if someone's going to have a Huawei chip and it's going to listen on my phone call, big whoop. I don't give a monkey's balls. What have I got to hide? Nothing. I'm mad. I live in a field of sheep that eat my tent. I'm just saying, like, if you've got a guilty concept, maybe that's why you fear China. Mm. If you fear they can listen on something you're doing, having your several affairs or doing something criminal, maybe you should fear them. You know, maybe you should fear America too while you're at it, because they're doing exactly that already with the UK. Edward Snowden's told you about it, Mm. you know. So what's your point? I've ranted enough. What's your point?
0: I was just going to wrap it up by saying the media with all of these negative stories just something to keep in mind when you're reading stuff first there is a lot of misinformation or if the information is correct it might be a limited point of view there might be facts missing right
1: it doesn't matter what you're being told in journalists it doesn't matter what newspapers are saying it doesn't matter what you're reading about it doesn't matter what's on social media you can think it's all true and i can't partition you and tell you don't believe it. If it matches what you believe anyway, you're going to think it's true.
0: Yeah, confirmation yeah. bias.
1: And I'm just going to say, it's not even about that. Like, using the words confirmation bias and stuff is the same rhetoric that a journalist would say anyway. It's basically journalist lingo. It's, it's lingo. I'm going to say this. Truth is what you end up with. Facts are the future. So, everyone believed Hitler once. Everyone believed that the Nazi party was in the best interest of the German people. Mm. They got it wrong. Mm. And if you turn around to me and say, in hindsight, oh, well, we all know Hitler was evil. No one did.
0: Yeah, no one time. knew it was
1: evil. And I'm going to tell you this. China has not turned anyone against the West. It has not turned anyone against Hong Kong. There has been no cases where China has murdered in the streets of London, in the streets of Glasgow, in the streets of, I don't know, Los Angeles, people. They don't do it. Can you say the same about your liberal agenda? Because in the ultra liberal agenda, there are people dying. Mm. If you understand that totalitarianism is giving people one option and ruling the minds of everyone to your own concept, the liberal argument is totalitarian. It is not democratic. It is not compassionate for compassionate people you make your protest and then you stop the bullets flying you do not throw rocks at old men you do not blow up your street you do not war with the police and shoot arrows in their legs you are forgetting the fundamental facts nothing nothing is as important as well-being of humanity Basically, to ensure it's not about the journalistic jargon, it's not about okay. it's not about any of that. It's about the fact that the truth is going to be told to all of you when you look back and reflect on this. Time will tell. There's a lot of people who will look back on this and say, "No, we were part of something special, man." Mm. Well, you weren't, because at the end of the day, you have crushed lives and destroyed people's businesses pre-COVID nineteen. Then the whole thing is the citizens have the power. So I'm just going to finish impassionately trying to give a solution basically be the democratic person in the room we need a government that's a going to be transparent b is built from compassion and c gets that we're part of a global community if you renationalize this planet and make your issues separate from everyone around you and the people don't get to mix like they used to do we need a change and anyone who's up for democracy even in Hong Kong, who truly believes in it, and democracy is a word to freedom, protecting human rights, protecting freedom of speech, and all this stuff, get sensible. You can't have human rights if they don't apply to Chinese people. Mm. From you.
0: Yeah. If you're
1: willing to throw rocks at them or stab them in the airport, think about that. You cannot look to your heroes in the USA as a golden example of human rights because they've cut themselves off it. Yeah. They're not in the argument. China needs educating. Be the educator. Be the leader of it. And, and be compassionate. And all of you guys out there in the world right now that are having all of these riots and protests, feeling disdain about these masks and all the confusion of COVID-19, I'm just going to say, man, we, we're not going to be back next week. Not because of that. <laughs> We've done quite a serious and sensible podcast. We have a lot of passion. Mm. And it started off as food, weirdly. Um, but I'm just going to say, like, please understand that we've got bigger things to deal with than any of this nonsense. If the government wants a cold war with China, let them have it. Just don't partake in it because at the end of the day, we got to look at our own investments and our futures, our environment, carbon emissions, mm-hmm. all the stuff that does matter. And all of you guys with kids or nieces, nephews, sisters, brothers, whatever it is, when you can, give them a massive hug because, man, that's what life's about.
0: Yeah,
1: And let's not let's not get confused what really matters all right all lives matter in the sense of we're here together and we have to respect each other let's love thy neighbor not hate thy neighbor it is literally that and i think it's easy to lose sight right now of real importance because if you fight for democracy you end up getting it freedom liberals your arguments you end up getting that world that world might go within weeks of you achieving it because we've poisoned everything in between time because all media and governments again, you your head off the game. So get your head back on the game. And what's important? What's important is playing tennis with your neighbor and, and having a barbecue. wondering why the sky is blue. I'm wondering if the sky is blue. Keep the innocence up. <laughs> because it's up. not
0: actually blue, but, exactly. you know, go look exactly.
1: it exactly, Exactly. But be careful out there. It's a crazy world. Try and take everything with a pinch of salt you read and hear. Yep. But please live your lives. Keep your independent ability to be happy. Don't get wiped out in the internet world, uh, social media. Just have healthy partitions. And if you find yourself hating and really ramped up about people you've never met or don't really know anything about, question yourself, man. You know we got to say that, because at the end of the day, like, why would you want another person to be killed mm. or damaged or hurt? Because they don't agree with what you're saying. It's ludicrous. You know, we would like in Playground, being bullies again. Is it, is it that world?
0: Mm.
1: I think we're not. I think most of us would rather hug it out, have a nice meal together. Play a talk, game. Yeah, play games. Talk craziness for hours. Mm. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back in two weeks, folks. Um, we're going to do fortnightly ones until we have basically found our cave. <laughs> um, but yeah, much love, respect, take care of each other and yourselves and everyone who's important to you. Big hugs. Yeah, make friends with a stranger. That's a charity.
0: Don't hug a stranger, though. Not, no, no, not no. At the no, no, no. No, no, <laughs> no. Unless they're wearing a mask and a
1: full-on bodysuit. Exactly. Or they're Superman. <laughs> and that's, I think he's playing Geralt in The Witch of uh-huh. Season 2 right now, at the moment. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Take care, be safe, we'll be back.